I opened my eyes. My bedroom lay shrouded in gloom, the moonlight painting long silvery stripes on the old wooden floor. The magic chimed in my head. Something had crossed the boundary of the inn's grounds. Well, something magically active or weighing more than fifty pounds. The inn was pretty good at distinguishing between a potential threat and random wildlife that wandered onto the grounds. I sat up. Next to the bed, Beast raised her tiny head from her dog bed. I listened. Crickets chirped. A cool breeze drifted through the screen of the open window, stirring the beige curtains. The wooden floor felt cool under my bare feet. I really should get a rug in here. Another gentle chime. It felt as if someone had tossed a rock into calm water and the ripples splashed against my skin. Definitely an intruder. I stood up. Beast made a mad lunge and licked my ankle. I took the broom from its spot against the wall and left the bedroom. A long hallway stretched before me, dappled with cool darkness and moonlight coming through the large bay windows. I walked along the hallway, zeroing in on the disturbance. The Shih Tzu trotted next to me like a vigilant seven-pound black-and-white mop. The inn and I were bound so tightly it was almost an extension of me. I could target any intrusion with pinpoint accuracy. This particular intruder wasn't moving. He was milling about in one spot. The house was dark and quiet around me. I crossed the hallway, turned, and stopped at a door to the western balcony. Something moved below in the orchard. Let's see what the night dragged in. Soundlessly, the door swung open in front of me, and I stepped out onto the balcony. In the orchard, twenty yards from the house, Sean Evans was urinating on my apple tree. You've got to be kidding me. Stop that, I hissed in a theatrical whisper. He ignored me. His back was to me, and he was still wearing the same jeans and gray T-shirt I had seen him in that morning. Sean Evans, I see you. Stop marking your territory on my apple tree. Don't worry he said without turning. It won't hurt the apples. The nerve! How would you know? You've probably never grown an apple tree in your entire life. You wanted me to handle it, he said. I'm handling it. He was handling it all right. What makes you think that marking things will have any effect? The dog killer ignored your marks before. This is how it's done, he said. There is a certain etiquette to these things. He challenged me, and now I'll challenge him back. Not in my orchard, you won't. Get out. Beast barked once to add her support. What is that? he asked. It's a dog. Sean zipped himself up turned around and took a running start at an oak tree. It was an incredible thing to watch. Six feet away from the oak, he leapt up and forward, 
bounced off the bark upward to the spot where two large branches split from the trunk, pushed off them like he was weightless, landed on the branch stretching toward the balcony, ran along it until it thinned, and crouched. The whole thing took less than two seconds. His eyes shone once with bright golden amber. His face had gained a dangerous sharpness, predatory and slightly feral. A shiver ran down my spine. No, not repressed, not even a little bit. A werewolf was bad news, always. If I had met him on the street like this, I'd have started making soothing noises and thinking of exit strategies. But we were on my turf. That's not a dog, Sean said. Beast let out a tiny snarl, astonished at the insult.